It is 7.57 in the morning. We are at a little Palacio Municipal Plaza in Playa del Carmen. You're on a walk with Wade. That's what I'm talking about. This is the fourth walk in a row. Uh, somehow I'm making this happen. And honestly, I'm actually having an absolute blast with this. So if you are wondering, is he gonna stay invested in this? Every day is a really you know fast frequency. So far, yeah. And I think I found the magic, the magic pill to this. And it's telling some stories. This is a storytelling platform for me. I can inform you and I can motivate you sometimes, but stories are where this is coming from. This feels so fun. Yesterday's story, I don't know if you were here, but if you weren't, I highly, highly suggest you go check it out. Yesterday's story was when I talked about three years ago when I sold everything I owned and I moved to Bali from Florida. I took the biggest leap of my life three years later, still a full-time traveler. Now I'm in Mexico and this is just plain Jane awesome. And uh, I left that story off as I arrived in Bali, in Bali's airport. And if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest you do, but this story is going to be the continuation story, which you could watch on your own if you don't want to watch that one. And watch, I mean listen, because we're listening, it's a podcast. Hi, my name is Wade Sellers. This is my fun little daily podcast where I take a walk and talk. This is Walk with Wade. You're on a walk with Wade. Maybe you want to walk as well and just listen to me. Maybe you're chilling at home and you're listening to me walk. Walk with Wade has a different play on words depending on what's going on in your life. So I'm talking to you and I'm sharing stories about my life in this one. And this one definitely could be listened to on its own. I want to give just a slight bit of background that you heard in the other story. But if you heard the other one, I don't want to repeat everything because you already heard it. So three years ago, I decided to sell everything I own and move. I was in the tech, I'm in the tech field. I work as a product marketing manager for an app called Bubble Up. I also help, uh, I, I work contractually, a uh, small contract on the side with high school program where we teach high school teachers how to code iPhone apps and then we uh, give them curriculum and they teach their high school students. So that's what I do professionally. I was doing that when I lived in Florida uh, I said St. Augustine in the last one, but I'm so sorry. I meant St. Petersburg. So I'm in Florida. Good jobs, good career. Nothing's going wrong. Good money. I'm doing all my jazz. And it was time to, uh, you know, I, I wanted to take a leap. I was watching it in travel YouTubers. And I just eventually got this email that kind of prompted me to look into Bali. I did. I realized I had enough airline miles to do it. I bought the ticket. Then the day after, I asked my job if it was cool. They said, yeah, and three months later, I sold everything I owned, I flew to Bali. And that leads us to where I wanna start off today, um, when we get to the airport. Now, real quick, cause we talk about it. Um, the buy me a coffee is set up technically. Uh, I haven't added any branding, art, or words to it, but I figured out that whole Stripe integration. And um, this whole thing is just, it's cathartic. Uh, I, I like telling stories, but if you'd like to support this and if you enjoy this, uh, I'm con I connected this buy me a coffee thing. So if you go to like buymeacoffee.com slash Wade Sellers, then you could buy me a coffee or two if you're interested in this. Every day I grab a, uh, every day in the morning I hit record, I mic up here. Uh, I stop right now, I'm stopping at the local Starbucks and I'm just picking up, you know, a coffee. If you'd like to support this show, if you enjoy these walks and you want to, you know, throw something in the tip jar basically. I invite you to buy me a coffee and when you do drop your name on it and where you're from have a little comment I would love to shout you out and we would have basically 
a coffee sponsor for every walk. That would be a really cool goal. Um, no big deal if not. I bought this one uh, out of my pocket and I plan to do so anytime that there is no sponsor. But if there's a sponsor, I would happily use your gift and buy the coffee and shout you out on here. So today we've just got the Starbucks Venti uh, cold brew. So we're at the high test grade. I didn't sleep so well last night and that's typical. So I needed a little more pick me up. So I got the venti cold brew with a little bit of almendras, which is almond, almond milk in Spanish. I know about, I'd say 30 words in Spanish, almendras being one of them. And I say it every day. <laughs> so that's what we got. Um, I think it's buymeacoffee.com slash sellers. Feel free to do it. It's, I'm, not, I'm not forcing. There's nothing like that. If you just want to watch the shows and just enjoy the ride, that's what this is for. Just if you feel like throwing something in the tip jar, that's how you do it. Um, let's get right into it. Okay. I fly to Bali. <laughs> and I fly to Bali and you fly to an airport called Denpasar. That's like the main city of where I'm at, right? That's the, that's the main city. And you land in Denpasar. Now, just a little background. I don't do a whole lot of research when it comes to traveling. Um, I kind of like to be blissfully unaware. But this first time I was leaving, I should have done a little bit more due diligence. Like, I was leaving. It wasn't temporary. This was like, I'm going dot, dot, dot forever. You know, I have my bag of everything I own. I am not just going to a resort, some all-inclusive thing. I am like going to like my place of residence, right? My temper. Now these are all temporary, but it's still like your place of residence uh, is kind of what's going on. So you know, I'm moving to Bali, and I did one thing, which was which was good. Was I figured out my accommodation before going? That's that's usually obvious. Everyone everyone tends to do that. So I literally watched a Chris the Freelancer video. I don't do a lot of research in this, okay? So when it comes to like trying to save money or like looking for the best offer of finding the best place, I don't tend to do that. I just tend to want to get it done. Um, and then I tweak it once I get there. So I look up uh, a Chris the Freelancer video where he's talking about co-working spaces technically uh, in Bali and I'm watching him go around and he goes to this one called Dojo. And Dojo, while he's explaining the co-working space, also has a co-living, and he shows that off briefly in the video as well. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, it looked pretty. And so I looked it up online, and I was like, wait, so you actually like make like a, a you purchase rent at co-living, um, which is kind of like a house with like maybe fourteen separate rooms all facing inward towards a middle sort of beautiful grassy area with a little pool and a little chill area and a shared communal kitchen uh, there as well where everybody can use it. And when you purchase that, you actually are basically buying the membership into the co-working space. So I'm like, wait a minute, okay. Oh, and they offer a taxi to pick you up from the airport, right? So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I buy one, I land in Denpasar, Someone takes me to co-living. I'm already hooked up with co-working. I'm like, oh, well, that's like the all-inclusive equivalent to moving your life away, you know, like, like moving to a whole new place. So I was like, yeah, cool, one-time purchase. That's my, that's my style. Now you know my shopping habits. Like, that's a, that was right down my alley. I stopped looking right after that. I was like, yep, this will work. Paid the money. Talked to people online. Uh, got some instructions on what I'm supposed to do when I get to the airport to find my driver. They, ex I tell them when I'm arriving, yada, yada, yada. Okay. I get the WhatsApp uh, contact for the driver. You know, I, I talked to him the day before I left. I was like, I'm still coming. Everything still looks fine. He's like, yeah, man, that's fine. Uh, be there. Yeah, this spot. I'm like, okay, cool. 
and I take my flight, long flight, Nashville to Chicago to South Korea to Bali. Uh, long flight. I end up getting there in the middle of the night. All right, so I'm in Denpasar Airport. Luckily, my phone, like Sprint, Sprint seems to have coverage everywhere. It's just crappy coverage. So like I had like the edge network or 2G or something. So like I was able to get some text messages out very slowly, mess with Google Maps or, you know, Chrome, uh, you know, browser, but it worked. I get there and like immediately, you know, it's like, it's like culture shock, you know, uh, uh, everyone's speaking Indonesian. Um, <laughs> I'm taller than everybody, <laughs> you know, like things like that. It's just like kind of funny. I'm walking out and I see the area, you know, like where everybody has their name signs of like drivers picking you up and I'm kind of scanning through them and there's a ton of them at Indonesian airport. There's a ton of people that go through that airport. There's just a ton of people in Indonesia in general. And I'm looking, I'm scanning through all the names. I'm not seeing my name. I'm like, okay, well, he's not in that. All right. Um, maybe I'll text him. I text him and he's like, you know, uh, I'm out in the parking lot, you know, sort of thing. I'm like, okay. He's like, you know, black van sort of situation. I'm like, okay. Uh, I walk out and once you get past all those name signs and you step out into like the, like the non-secure part of the area where you're just out in like general population now, there are a mob of taxi drivers and they're just taxi, taxi, give you a ride. Best price. Uh, la, la, la. Oh, you have a ride. Where are you going? I'll give you half off. Da, 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 da. Taxi, taxi, taxi. And it is so in your face. It's, it turns me off. Like, I don't know if the tourism board of Bali will ever listen to this, but if anyone that works for the tourism board of Bali is, you guys got to do something about that. It's, it puts such a bad taste in your mouth. If you've never been there for the first time, you're just instantly hoarded with, I mean, it's a hundred, it's a hundred of them trying to sell you a taxi ride. And when you say no to one, the next guy asks you, it's like, you heard me say no, I'm clearly not interested. Anyways, that is my diatribe. I'm diverting. Let's come back. Um, I get out there, I get past the taxi horde and I'm going through the parking lot and I'm just basically just bag walking through the parking lot, looking for a black van and anybody inside of it with eyes that look at me that say like, are you looking for somebody? I'm that person, you know? And I kind of do find that he hops out and he's like, Wade. I was like, as soon as he said, Wade, it was like, ah, okay. Someone knows my name and he's in a car that I was looking for. So I'm like, yes, Wade. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your ride. I was like, okay, what's up? First guy I meet, right? And, uh, he takes me middle of the night. We take the drive to co-living. I get inside there. There's a lovely lady waiting for me. She has like fresh fruit cut in the fridge. She pulls out a watermelon juice. I get into my little room. It's very Bali like it's got that kind of thatch sort of bamboo kind of roof structure. And you know, uh, the pool is gorgeous and my room is, you know, it's very classic and simple, but it's, you know, it's, it feels very Bali. My bathroom is an outdoor bathroom, outdoor shower, outdoor toilet, but it's kind of has like a little overhang roof, uh, but it's definitely outdoor. And I was like, I'm here in the middle of the night. I'm here. It hasn't really washed over me yet. I'm just sort of like, okay, I'm extremely tired and exhausted from all of this journey, but I'm here. I eat some of that fruit, put the rest in the fridge and I go to sleep, you know, a few hours. I wake up in the morning, I come out of my room and there's already some of my neighbors out at the, like they're making breakfast out at the table of that communal kitchen, you know? And this is something that is so lovely about, I'm going to say it's about dojo co-living here. Okay. And I would say it's about co-working and, and I only know this because I've been doing this for three years. I've went through co-living. I've went through co-working. I have done a lot of these. Okay. So I feel like I'm actually an expert on this subject now. 
culture is one of the biggest things that they can worry about. And it's one of the biggest things that turn you off or turn you onto a place. Dojo co-living and dojo co-working have somehow figured this thing out. And it kind of blows my mind that you can pull that off in a co-living. I understand co-working. A lot of people coming back to the same place. But co-living with like 14 rooms, like it rotates pretty fast. And sometimes it can empty out. It, it has to be through the staff and maybe the fact that they're connected with co-working and that culture bleeds into co-living. But there's about a mile and a half, maybe maybe not that far, maybe mile distance between these two things, co-living and co-working. And the culture is the same vibe. And I just think that that is a testament to the owner, to uh, the staff, to the training, to the people maybe they choose to live in co-living, but somehow they have made it so welcoming. I would say that co-living is technically not for the experienced traveler. You can get a better deal for better amenities kind of in a lot of other places. It's not the best deal, but I will say this 100%. It is one of the best places you could be at when you go to Bali and you are a new traveler and you are just like me when you just show up and you don't know anyone, anything, how this works. You don't even know how SIM cards work. You don't understand Bali at all. You don't even understand how to get money. You don't even understand how you can pay. And you end up in a place like this with the welcome community and just sheer happy to answer all of your questions sort of vibe. I came out of the room that morning and I was instantly greeted with new friends. They did not know me and yet I sat at the dining room table, I grabbed my food out of the fridge. Um, maybe that was an indicator that I was like brand new as of last night because I bet everybody gets the fruit treatment. In fact, I know they do. And also they, there's only 14 rooms, so a new face is clearly evident that it's a new guest. And it was like, hi, you know, immediately, hi, I'm Nick, you know, hi, I'm Hans, you know, uh, you know, you know, where are you from? Where, where'd you come from? Where'd you meet? Uh, you know. Tell, tell me your story, you know, and, and you just, you just quickly give them your little story and, you know, they're like, do you want some of this? Like I'm making eggs. Do you want, some? you know, everyone knows you don't have anything yet. So they're like welcoming, you know, you want some juice? I'm making juice, you know, like, yeah, I'd love some. Uh, and you instantly make friends, you know, and then they said like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go down here. Do you, do you want to come? You know, they were going down to the beach and it was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I just need to, you know, put my shorts on. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah take your time. And you hop on the back of someone else's scooter and you go down there and it was like, that is how you can get welcomed in. So testament to, I'm just shouting them out, testament to Dojo Co-Living, Dojo Co-Working, the whole business, uh, the owner, the staff. Um, it's, re it's really a treat. And I, I can't thank you enough for uh, opening up this whole world to me uh, with, that type of, with that type of culture. It was lovely. So, okay, that's the good stuff. Now let's talk about a little of the weird stuff that happened to me the first week. The other thing that happened is eventually I did break free, you know, from the friends and I was off doing my own thing and I'm walking around. Okay. Chengdu is not a walk around town. All right. <laughs> the sidewalks basically don't exist on most of the streets. Uh, the streets are narrow. They're filled with scooters and vehicles. A lot of them are like, you can only pass in one direction. There's a couple main roads, but truly the way to get around Bali is by scooter. That is like the number one option. You should always do it that way. <laughs> um, that's my recommendation. If you're not comfortable with a scooter and you feel like you're not going to be comfortable on a scooter when you get there, I highly suggest you rent some scooters in wherever you're at and just drive down some neighborhood streets. You 
a lot of people don't get a scooter there because they're not comfortable riding. And I get that because I didn't know that that's how this was supposed to go as well. But now you hear it from me if you've heard this and you're thinking about going, learn how to ride a scooter before you go there if you're not comfortable with it already. You're going to want one when you get there. Uh, and this, this story will end on a scooter note, but we'll get there. So some of the weird things that happen. I'm walking around. Dogs are wild, mostly in Bali. Um, they have their own lives, unlike the West where there's always an owner nearby or they're on leash or at least in eyesight of an owner. Um, and usually maybe one or two, you know, kind of owned by like one person, you know, one family sort of situation. That is not the case in Bali. They have their own lives. Uh, they have their own friends. Some of them have collars on, which means like a family takes care of them probably, but they don't have like perimeters. They, they go like a dog from that lives near your home. You might see down at the beach. These are like two miles away. And it's like, how the hell did you get here? You know? And like, they just, they just do, they just go around. It's their world. Well, sometimes they'll pack up and to me, just like as a Westerner being a little ignorant of this situation, it kind of freaked me out. You'd see like five big dogs kind of marching down the street in the evening and it was like, ooh, you know, if there was no one around at night, am I, am I food to you? Like, I know that I could probably take on two dogs, right? I, I feel like like two pissed off medium-sized dogs, I feel like I can handle two dogs because I've wrestled two dogs before, right? I feel like I could handle that. But three, four, five? I'll be honest. I think I don't. I think that most people in the world can't take on four or five dogs, um, you know, unless they're like little small chihuahuas. But four or five labs coming at you, pissed off. I don't think you stand a chance. And I, I, you know, I'm walking around the evening and I'm like, man, that's kind of freaky. What if I was out here by myself? I wasn't so worried about the people. I was kind of worried about the dogs more than anything because there's no control. I was already thinking like, what would I do? Would I, I would I like? I'd hop on top of that gas pump. I'd, I'd, you know, jump on top of something so they couldn't get to me. Anyways, this leads me to the one night where I ran out of water. And this is like night two or three in the house. Um, I'm at house. I'm at the house in the evening. I just like enjoyed a day. You know, I was drinking beers with some new friends. Um, it's, it's like the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, I, I'm so thirsty. I didn't have any water. I was so thirsty. And at the co-living, there is some fresh water. Like they have this thing in Bali that's kind of like, there's a big bucket, the dirty water goes into it. Then there's some magic filter you just blindly trust. That goes down to a lower bucket and then you pour the water out and you drink that water, right? Like that's how the water works at like places that supply it for a group of people. So uh, I go over there, I go over to the water bucket, I hit the thing, no water comes out. I'm like, oh my God, we're out of water and it's dark and there's dogs outside. <laughs> and I'm like, and there's a little mini mart like just up the street and it's probably open even though it's late. And I'm like, I'm too petrified to, to, to go out by myself. Uh, I, it just freaks me out. It, it reminds me of the same moment when I was a child and in our house that we lived in, it was basically, um, think of like from left to right. From left, it was my parents' room, next room over, my room, next one over kitchen, next one over living room, next one over bathroom. It was sort of like a line like that. And I would have to pee in the middle of the night. I'd get up, I'd walk to the edge of my bedroom and I'd look across the kitchen into the dark living room and the bathroom's in there. And I was like too scared to like go over there. I don't know why. I was like something evil is like waiting for me. <laughs> you know? Like I was just a kid, like super small kid, but like I was like I couldn't like I couldn't pass the doorway into the kitchen, right? 
And this was like that similar situation as a grown ass adult um, in Bali. And I was like, I can't leave. I can't leave the house. The dogs are just wolves and they're waiting for me, you know, sort of feel. So I did not go out that night. I barely slept. I was so thirsty. That's all I could think about. Uh, and I wake up the next morning, you know, people are, people are having breakfast and the water jug's full again. And I'm like, when do they bring water? How does this work? They go, they don't bring water. I was like, well, how do you get water? And then she, she like shows me like there's a lever behind the thing that you turn on the wall and that like turns on like the water line and fills the top bucket. They're like, anytime it's empty, you just fill the top bucket. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> there was water the whole time. I just didn't know how to get to it. Uh, so anyways, um, that got into a conversation of why I didn't leave. And I was like, the dogs scare me. And they're like, oh, don't worry about the dogs. The dogs have their own world. They don't even care about you unless you have food. They're like, just walk by dogs. Just pretend like they're not there. They don't care that you're there, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. And that kind of broke me down. And then I tested it out a couple nights later and it totally worked. They don't even, they don't even care you're there unless you're like walking around with a hot dog in your hand. They don't, they don't care that you're there. Um, so, okay. So that was that. Now this leads us right into New Year's Eve and we're going to, we're going to close this story out shortly here, but New Year's Eve, this is New Year's Eve. I make about 10 friends from co-work, uh, co-living. Um, wonderful neighbors. Like we all just chatted at the tables while we, you know, I didn't work yet. I didn't like turn on work yet. Um, but other, they were working, some of them and we were chilling and just talking around the table and someone would, you know, crack open a papaya or whatever. And you would, you know, you'd all just like kind of eat and chill together. And New Year's Eve, everyone was like, no one had any crazy plans. No one really wanted to like super party, but they wanted to go out. And so it was like, let's go down to the beach. There's, there's bars there. There'll be people. Let's, we'll just drink some beers. We'll get some appetizers, whatever. Let's just, let's go down to the beach. So we all agree, uh, hop on scooters. You know, I'm hopping on the back of people's scooters. Mine is coming the next day. I made my order. So I was excited for that because now I knew how the system worked. I knew the freedom you get when you get a scooter. I just wanted it. So we go down to the beach that night and it is so cool. The, the beach is filled. Everyone had the same idea. Uh, we go down to the beach. We're chilling. Uh, you can see the way that, uh, the way that Bali is kind of formed. Uh, it's sort of like it goes horizontal and then it drops down kind of like what Florida is to the U S and that's a, that's a different area down there. And you can see it from Changu's beach. And it's just, as far as the eye can see, it's fireworks going across that, that Island down there. And it's just so gorgeous. And people are firing them off on our beach. You know, it is just a party. There was all the bars had music up loud beer was like these cheap bintangs and we're, you know, we're having those and man, it was just like, it was just what I hoped for. I met some friends. So I had a little bit of community. I'm down on the beach in Bali, barefoot, swimming trunks, you know, drinking beer. And I wanted to get there for New Year's Eve because there was something about the idea that I was starting this new journey right at the beginning of a new year, right? So this is 2019's, you know, New Year's Eve. We're going into 2019. And there was something magical about the leaving part two. I left the States on December 28th. That's my mom's birthday. And my mom honestly like lives vicariously through my life sometimes. Like she loves my independent, you know, I, I can do anything. She knows it. I believe it. She believes it. And she just loves to see me do things. So, you know, I bet it was a little kind of sad because like her, her son uh, is going to Indonesia on, on, on her birthday. Like he's like leaving to go to the other side of the world. But I guarantee there was like a lot of pride. 
uh, in the fact that I was doing it based on my own decision and my own desire. So leaving on her birthday was pretty cool. I honestly, I honestly think it was pretty cool to leave on her birthday. Uh, I think that was probably a, a cool moment for us. And then I wanted to be in Bali for New Year's and I got what I wanted. I'm on the beach. I got friends near me. And there was a moment where I, like, I kind of walked away from everyone. You know, I'm just like standing at the water's edge there. I'm looking at the fireworks. Uh, you know, I turn around, I look back at everyone partying. I, you know, I'm just kind of with myself and I'm like, I freaking did it. I, I'm here. I, I, I actually pulled this off. I, I got an email after watching YouTube videos and wanting to try to try something different. I got a stupid spam email that led me into impulse buying a ticket. I sold everything over three months and I got on a plane and actually came here and I didn't die and I made friends and now I'm at the beach and it's New Year's Eve and I'm watching fireworks and dang it, I get a scooter the next day and I, I did it. I actually did it and I didn't lose my jobs and I still am talking to my friends from Florida <coughs> Excuse me. and I did it and I just had that moment, that New Year's Eve moment I was, I was so hoping for. It's like, I, okay, start of a new year. You have had a crazy life up until this point. You know, I, I moved to Florida right out of the house from Pennsylvania to Florida when I was uh, 19. You know, I joined the military. I deployed twice. I had an internship with the FBI. I, I did, I, you know, I learned how to code. I helped build a startup. You know, I, I did all these crazy things. And then I'm telling myself 2019 is going to be the greatest adventure you'll never forget. And that's kind of a bold claim. I have an interesting life and you're going to hear all about it in these walks. I hope you enjoy them. I hope you are enjoying it. If you're enjoying this, feel free to check out that buymeacoffee.com slash Wade Sellers. If you want to throw a little tip in the jar there, I would love to, uh, I would love for someone to sponsor it and I would buy your coffee tomorrow and give you a little shouty out right here. Um, but I, I did it. You know, I, I actually made this thing work and here I am. I'm out here on the other side of the planet. New Year's Eve on this beach in Bali around everybody else that's having a good time and that's where it ends. It was wonderful. I had a wonderful evening. Countdown to midnight. We kept it going a bit longer. You know, we went back home, crashed, and crashed as in slept. We, we, we were fine. We did scooter home. It's probably not the safest thing, but we went slow and steady, like very slow. Uh, everybody was going slow. It's funny. Like, it's funny. Everybody drinks and drives there. I'm not saying do it. Don't do it. It's terrible. Um, there's a lot of scooter accidents that happen, and it's a dumb idea, but on New Year's Eve night especially everybody was still like leaving the beach but everyone was going so slow keeping their feet kind of on the ground it was like okay well I guess if you gotta do it uh, you could do it this is as safe as it gets (laughs) anyways um, so we get home I wake up the next morning and uh, I wake up to almost the same time that my scooter was being delivered and it must it felt like a Ferrari was delivered in my driveway I uh, that a scooter in Bali is your piece of freedom. It is your way to get around. It's your way to be going at the same speed as everyone else on the road and it's just a wonderful wonderful piece of Bali is this scooter situation. Everyone's riding them. You're free. There's so many small roads that that you can go on. It's there's nothing off limits basically once you're on a scooter and I got my scooter. Um, we're going to talk about what it's like to scoot around Bali and Changu and outside of Changu in the next episode, which will be going on tomorrow. So we're going to continue this journey on. I hope you're enjoying this walk with Wade. And let's see, what time is it? It is 8.25. I think we'll call it there. 
it's time to go home and get some work started. I really hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed hearing about what it's like to get to Bali and not know anything and figure it out and the positive experience it was. And tomorrow we'll talk about some of the freedom of Bali of once you get your scooter. My name's Wade Sellers. You're on a walk with Wade and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.